Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What did the disciples learn as they watched Jesus? Not only to submit to the will of God, somebody else was directing their lives, but to learn to be compassionate for people and go like, man, this is like a divine appointment. I'm not tired of people. No, they had compassion. But here's what they learned. If I'm going to walk with Jesus, all people need to be taught and loved. Every single person needs to be loved. And the greatest thing we can do for them spiritually is teach them about God. God has called you to do amazing things in His name. Sometimes these adventures may seem a little scary. Sometimes you may think, there is no way we can afford to go on this mission trip or quit my job to go and do that. But Pastor Mark uses the story of the five loaves and the two fish to show us that when God calls us to do what may seem impossible, He will provide us with everything that we need to fulfill that calling. Maybe God is calling you offer your resources to Him so that someone else may go. Are you listening to Him? What part will you play in His Great Commission? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verse 38, with our continuing study entitled, Walk with Jesus and Expect the Unexpected. You have on your on your wrist a bracelet. It says love is a what? It's a verb. You do something. Compassion is is not some some kind of a feeling. It's it's an action. So what did Jesus do? He taught them. He taught them. I believe that one of the reasons God continues to use CCM, plus many other churches, obviously, is because he knows at our campuses, we teach the Word of God. We believe the Bible is all God's Word. We believe the truth of this Bible changes anybody's life. Notice that Jesus started with the spiritual. Later, he's going to feed them. It doesn't really matter the order. But you'll never find us working in in a church, local church, or a mission around the world where all we do is touch the physical. No, we have to do both. And by the way, in the old days, we just learned to do the physical, never touch the, the practical. No, we have to help the poor. So we have lots of homeless kind of ministries and all those kind of things. We need to do all of that. So what did the disciples learn as they watched Jesus? Not only to submit to the will of God, somebody else was directing their lives, but to learn to be compassionate for people and go like, man, this is like a divine appointment. I'm not tired of people. No, they had compassion. But here's what they learned. If I'm going to walk with Jesus, all people need to be taught and loved. Every single person needs to be loved. 
And the greatest thing we can do for them spiritually is teach them about God. Now, outside of the walls of our campuses that I'm speaking to this morning, you around the world on the Internet, there's way more than 15,000 people that need direction, protection, provision, and purpose. Thinking about them is not enough. We have to ask God to open doors of opportunity so we can touch them. We have to ask God to help us to learn to engage in meaningful conversation. I'll say more at the end. Verse 35. Some of you have heard of Balmer Minutes, haven't you? Balmer Minutes is you're supposed to end at 1215. I'm almost always there, but a a few minutes after. Well, maybe almost always a few minutes after Balmer Minutes. Well, I, I, I took this from Jesus. I did. Don't laugh at me. Look at verse 35. Now, remember, Jesus is teaching. Notice what it says here. By this time, it was late in the day. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) See, he just went over. So don't complain to me anymore. Just talk to God. Okay. In fact, you'll see the disciples were angry just like you are. Watch it. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late, Jesus. 1220, what are you doing? Now watch what the disciples say. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. That's insanity. Send the people away? Send them away? God, I I don't want to go through that. Just send them away, God. Get them somewhere. Here's a Bible. Have a nice time. Get, Get them away from me, God. But Jesus said this, you give them something to eat. 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 In the commons, you give them something. In the cafetorium, you. In Vieira and Sebastian, you give them something to eat. Oh, Pastor Mark, I thought like this, this vision from God and this prophecy is, is really just for you. I just killed that, didn't I? I'm not around the people you're around. I can't be. I'm in my own circle of people. You give them something to eat. Well, I can't. Yes, you can. You give them. They need to be loved. They need to be taught. Well, they continue and say, well, there's going to be eight-month wages. They get the calculator out. See, it's not with the five senses. When God opens the door, he'll do stuff supernaturally to us. And by the way, when God opens the door and and you get a chance to talk with somebody, you don't open it with like this. Well, this morning I prayed for an open door. And praise God, you're it. (laughs) When you open your eyes, they'll be gone. I would be gone. All you just do is start engaging, loving them. Anything I can help you with. You know, I know God, and there's a million ways to get to it. Well, the disciples, as this story finishes, will learn two things. I want you to write them both down. Number one, the disciples would would learn this. We cannot meet the need with our own resources. Just admit it this morning. You cannot meet the need of people. I cannot meet the need of you with my resources. That's why I teach the Word of God. I can't meet your need. You can't meet the need of those people. Now, no doubt, Jesus was hoping this. The response that the disciples gave, I'm sure, discouraged Jesus. Because he was hoping one of those disciples, watch me, would have said this. "Uh, We just got back from this mission trip. You weren't there. 
but God healed and provided and people got saved. This is amazing. So Jesus, let's just pray because I know he can do it again. But he doesn't get that response. Send them away. They forgot the history they just had with God. Remember the last eight years we've had with God. Hello, Vieira and Sebastian, you weren't even alive. Well, can God do it again? Hello. You can't do it. I can't do it. But he can do it. Just admit it. Second, God can meet any need. Simply admit it. There's nothing impossible with God. He turned water into wine. The disciples had seen this. Why are they struggling so much? As God continues to stretch each of us in our areas, do not underestimate what God can do. Here I am, I'm sitting in Dallas, and I'm wondering, did I make the right decision? When did I make the right decision to come here? The minute I walked in, I knew I'd made the right decision. In spite of my hesitancy of going, you're going to face all kinds of situations. God wanted to use them. So in verse 3, he says, how many loaves do you have? He asked, go and see. When they found out, they said five and, and two fish. Jesus wanted them to see what was available. Now some of you, in, in this building, as always, we have a dichotomy of people. In the Bible, when God talks about our, our, our giftings, our talents, which is our time and our money and our resources and whatever, uh, the Bible in the, in the Matthew talks about the peril of One person has five talents, and then one person has two talents, and then one person has one talent. Those of you that have five talents, you're very gifted. You're very, you're going to have a danger. That's why I gave you principle number one. You can't do it with your own wisdom. Because some of you are are thinking, man, I'm ready. I'm going to go to Africa. I'm going to do this. I'm going to to give $200,000. Now I'm ready to go. I can do it my own strength. Careful. You can't do anything in God in your own strength. Now, he gave you five talents for a reason. But by the way, when we get judged, I'm not standing next to a five-point guy. You're not either. Because all I'm responsible for is what he has given me. He doesn't look down on the one. Now, on the other end of that spectrum, some of you are here. You're a minus one. You said, when God was passing out talents, I had excused myself, didn't know it. I was in the restroom. And it came by, whoo, gone. No, that is not true. You have at least one. And that doesn't matter. Because God can use the one. So he's trying to say to his disciples, will you, will you listen up? So what he says to them is this. And I'm going to challenge you with it right now. What's in your hand? What do you have to offer God? I don't know. But everyone has a talent. Everyone has time and money and possessions and and wealth and riches and knowledge and insight. Every single one of you. To those who have more, God's going to require more. That's why we don't ever compare ourselves to somebody else. If I'd have left that be, in fact, when I had to get up and speak and introduce myself, you know what I said? I said, if I'm not careful, I'm in this meeting and I'm feeling, why am I in this meeting? 10,000 people is phenomenal what God's done here in Brevard. We're a little area. We're not like Manila. But I said, you know, if we start comparing ourselves here, 
That's foolish. Comparison destroys contentment. So just be content with who God's made you and do what he's asked you to do. And then I showed him my turtle and I sat down. The turtle on a fence post. How'd you get here in this church? God put you here. Just had a family in last service walk up and say, we visit a few churches, we feel God's calling us here. I prayed over them. How'd you get here? God has you here. What's in your hand? Here's what I want you to write, because when we think about that, sometimes we don't understand this. Offer yourself to God every morning. That's all you have to do. Every morning, Romans 12 says, God, I offer myself and who I am. My resources, my money, my time, my talents, my gifts, the neighborhood you put me in, the place of work, the school, whatever. I just offer it to you. Well, when the disciples showed him five loaves and two fish, there's no question nobody is going to feed 15,000 people with five fish, five loaves and two fish. You're going to pass it down. Take a smell. Okay, next. What do you want to write down? Here's the principle they would learn. Next, walk with Jesus. Little is much when God is in it. You'll eventually be humbled to watch God use you. No matter if you're a five talent or a one talent, you'll be amazed. So you know the whole story. God, Jesus had him sit down in groups. He prayed over them. And pretty soon he said to the disciples, now you just begin to feed the people. Can you imagine the disciple who looked at that and Jesus would give them a basket and off they went. And they kept coming back and off they went. Here's what we've learned, and I hope you've learned it ever since you came to Jesus. Understand this next principle. If I'm going to walk with Jesus, here's the principle you know has happened. Where God guides, he always provides. You're never hyped for money here. You're never hyped for anything. I was challenged a little bit at Gateway Church. 22,000 people, 10 years old in Dallas. Is that amazing? During their last building project, when they built their 4,000-seat sanctuary, you know what Pastor Robert said to the people? One weekend, stop giving. You've paid for the church building before it's finished, 100% debt-free. Now, that's a challenge, isn't it? But I also learned in that building, one of the very rare ones in the world, 75% of the people tithe. You know what the average church is? We're more than that. I really don't know. But see, where God guides, he what? He provides. He provides. So you say, well, how are we going to do all this? He provides. Just remember the fish. That's impossible. Hello? Yes. But not with God. Don't underestimate what God's going to do. Over the last 21 years, next week's 21 years for this church. What has God done? He's never, ever left us without resources. He's always provided for us. Whatever God puts in front of you, he will provide. Just step out with your expanded faith and believe. Well, look at verse 42. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of bread and fish. And the number of the men was five, so the whole group probably 15,000. Notice, I don't have it for you, but you need to remember it. It's way better to give than receive. You see, they gave out of the little, and what did God do? He multiplied it and gave back to them. Not five and two, but a whole basket for every one of them. You're learning that. You're being generous. Many of you started to tithe and give. But it's more than the money. It's your time. 
It's your resources. It's your gifting. Thousands of you are doing that. But I'm just saying to you, get ready. As Linda and I came back from the meeting yesterday, and I'll tell you more about that later, I met with some amazing people from Campus Crusade, some amazing people from the seed company. We're going to do that shortly in April. And just people from around the world that were just incredible how God's... And when Linda and I were driving back, we were saying this. It's like every place we've been, God is saying, hurry up. Get with it. Because I believe he's coming back. And we have to get ready to get with it. Don't allow the stuff of this world. Well, I've got to get my business bigger. Don't allow the stuff of this world. We do all that with our grandkids and kids and money and buildings. And that's cool. We love all this stuff. But this is not about bigger buildings. That might happen. This is not about increased internet exposure around the world. That might happen. This is about three things. People say, Pastor Mark, can you, can you define for me what it means? No, I cannot. But I can tell you what it's all going to be about. Three things. God, people, and the use of our time. That's it. That's all it matters. There's only two things that are eternal. You know what they are? Two things last this earth. The Word of God is eternal. And the souls of men and women. Nothing else is transferred. So that's the focus. It's about God and people and using our gifts. Well, the Bible tells us to do this, but sometimes we don't. Look at this verse in Ephesians. It's fantastic. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. His power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. So don't ask me what he's going to do. Because it's going to be beyond what I can even think about. See, this is your church. This is his church. And only God knows what's going to happen next, but it's going to be exciting. Let me speak to you insane people one more time. Continuing to do what you've always done and expecting a different result. No, this morning God has shown us some of our future at all of our campuses. It's about you being stretched in your faith with your abilities and your resources and your opportunities and your influence. I want to give you a little homework and then we're going to stand and read this passage and be dismissed. How many have been going to church a, a long time? Let me see. I've been going to church a long time. Okay, good. I'm going to ask every single one of you at all of our campuses this week, don't be insane. Change. Be stretched. In the morning, pray and ask God just to open a door. For you invite someone to church. And you keep praying and inviting until someone says, I'll come. Say, Pastor Mark, that might be all week. Hello. Say, is that important? Yeah, because we want more people here. No, we don't want more people. We want more lost people here. What if that was your son or your daughter or your prodigal or your wife or your grandparent that's about ready to die and has never accepted the Lord? Would it matter to you? Well, sure it would matter to you. Lost people matter to God. So I want you to do that. I'm going to send a mass email out to you to remind you. I'm going to put it on Facebook. You put it on Facebook. Because we should have so many new people coming. God saves so many people. Let's make it a trial, an extension of what we're doing. You say, well, I'm not good at that. I don't care. You can open your mouth. 
And if you pray, do you actually believe if you pray, well, God will go, well, I'm not really interested in prayer. You got something else you want to talk about? Expect him to open a door. Amen? That's going to happen. It's going to happen. Now, let's stand. All of our campuses, I want to pray over us. But we're going to read the verses first. Now, let me just say this before I pray. Some of you here in Melbourne and Vieira and Sebastian and the work camp and those of you watching online, you're not yet a Christian. You don't have hope. You don't know where you'll go when you die. And I don't want people leaving. I want people to be here. This is for you, please. And all our campuses. This is for you. This is not for you to rush to the parking lot. After this, to rush to the parking lot? You need to understand that God's desire is for lost people. If you're here at any of our campuses and you don't know God, you just walk up to the front at any of our campuses. The pastor and some people will be there. I'll be here. The, all the other Pastor Dean, uh, Pastor Norm, the other pastors will be there. Because you need God. You can't do this life without yourself. This prophecy wasn't for you. But you could be the first fruits of it. You could be the first person who already heard it and decides to get saved. Praise God. Now here's the verses. We're going to read them together. Here we go. All the campuses. On three, one. Two, three. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So it's not about the church only, it's about you. Now here's the next one. Now I want you to see this first part of this. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations. Now look at me for a second. That's about our children and our grandchildren. God wrote to the nation of Israel, what I'm going to do in you, you make sure you pass it on to your children. May they see the miracle working God. May they see the providing God. May they see the God whose husband and wife and father and mother know God. You're going to see us involve more youth, more children than we've ever done before. Why? That's the next generation. It's going to spread everywhere. Why do we need a generation of kids that are on drugs and every third girl in school is pregnant and everybody's bombed on the weekends? We need kids, teenagers, to see that God is the answer in this life. And they need to see that, not from a church. They need to see it in a home. We failed drastically. We can change that. So let's read it. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. That means many of these children, you've got theirs, are going to be missionaries around the world. Get ready. Verse 4, first part, do not be afraid. Pastor Mark challenged us to get out of our comfort zone and get ready to walk with Jesus no matter where He may lead us. We should never underestimate what God is going to do. He will provide for you if He calls you to do something. This is a promise. When God is involved in the calling, it doesn't matter how much you have. Like the story of the five fish and two loaves, he will enlarge it to fulfill his calling and purpose. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark teaches us that time spent with people is time well spent. That was the key to Jesus' ministry. He was with the people of all kinds. He left his mark on them because of the time he spent with them. As Christ followers, we will be challenged by Pastor Mark to go. Jesus wants to be the light that lost people see and lead them to God. Are you ready to go? That's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons